0: Do it again. I'm just going to highlight the whole thing and cut it. Hello, and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcasts whose mother certainly told them, as they're sure they certainly told you, you must always try new things. Is this Ian? Well, hello, Ian.
1: Dr. Lecter? (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Lecter? Dr. Lecter? Dr. Lecter? What the
0: hell is that? <laughs> Dr. Lecter?
2: Is she just
0: asking his name or being interfered with?
2: <laughs> it sounds like it's like, Dr. Lecter? Dr. Lecter? Oh, um, right. Hey, I, Sean. Hey. <laughs> He's having serious thoughts of having your wife oh, dinner.
0: You just had to work that I in. Had to do it. Of I course you it. did. Course and I still
2: did. fucked it up because it's eating your wife. I'm having serious thoughts of eating your wife.
0: I must confess to you on a related note that I'm giving very serious thoughts to eating your wife.
2: It's so good. It is very That's the good. only. Th- yeah, that, that sequence is very good. Right, sorry, shall we... <laughs> How are <laughs> Hello, you, Sean. my friend? How are you? What did drunk Sean do last night?
0: Oh, what didn't he do? Okay, so <laughs> I've organised a trip to America. I have bought everything in terms of Star Trek uniforms. Nice. Um what else did I do? I feel I like you, I did no, something just... else. I feel like I can't go outside for a while.
1: Um,
0: well,
2: yeah, but that's your lest of your the side police job. find me. Yeah,
0: right. that's fair. That's not my side job. Also, Ian, it's not my side job. It's very much my job <laughs> no, you now. It's very much
2: your actual job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maniacal, uh, laugh. maniacal laugh. Uh, maniacal
0: laugh. Maniacal um, laugh. What
2: was I? What did you do last night? Ian? I worked. <laughs> right now cuz so i've got 44 days of crossover where i'm doing my my boring day job not boring my day job that has kept me going for years um and the full-time move to cinema sins so i'm currently leaving work coming home and going straight back to work and just i'm tired i'm not going to complain cuz the evening stuff is fun no, um sorry, but it's just, a lot
0: just just on that sorry uh trek culture what culture only fans yeah. Uh, at this point, it's it Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just Twitter. Good. And that's uh, our weekly plugs done. You're on Crackmate, and you set the tone. Okay, no, that's me those.
2: done. Those last two just not S- needed. Screw
0: off. This podcast wouldn't exist without uh, you're on Crackmate. Oh, you know look. that.
2: That ER actor is following the pod. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm such a dick. <laughs> yes. Should we do some news before you cancel us? Before I just As a friendship me. group. You. Sorry, Ed. I to love you. the Ed news. Ed doesn't listen to this. To the news. Right, we actually have some worthwhile news this week, some proper news. Paramount is... We're so is... abusive to each other, I just have to throw <laughs> it <out there. laughs> in. Well, where have you gone? Yeah, sorry, I just minimised you. I was like, no, you've offended me so much, I'm going to minimise you entirely. Um, actual news. Paramount is pulling all of its movies, and I say all, I think it's three, but Paramount is pulling its 2021 list and putting it into 2022 because of the rising... <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. The rising cases of COVID at the back end of 2022 in the most developed nation in the country. Now, England and Ireland, we're all shit. We're all not much better. But America's doing it worse. (laughs) And I know 50% of our listeners are American. We love you sincerely. And we know that you are intelligent and because you're listening to this pod and therefore you are not the problem. However, there does seem to be some people that are the problem. (laughs)
0: Uh, i it's just it's what was i saw a great um a great thing today it's grim but it's yeah when covid's over is really starting to sound like but he'll change
2: (laughs) Um, no i laugh but that's really grim yeah that's yeah um it's really great and it's not wrong look it's just like so controllable
0: (sighs) lads you don't need us to tell you this, will you just please go out and get vaccinated, look after yourselves, wear your masks, not because we're pushing any mandates on you, it's because we want to stop talking about this shit.
2: Yeah. And yeah. we kind of want people to stop dying as well, needlessly. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the side effect. But yeah, the movies that that specifically has affected is Jackass Forever, which, yeah, I'm going to mention it because I want to watch this film.
0: Fair. Fair. my I, guilty yeah.
2: pleasure is the Jackass movies I and I know I just changed from Jackass to Jackass I, I, and that I'm happen. glad you
0: said it I'm glad okay <laughs> that I love that you managed to RP your way through a Jackass announcement like
2: yeah I did I just I I have to Americanize so much when I'm writing I'm trying not to do it when I talk as well but yeah Jackass forever um I want to see this film I love watching these guys kick the shit out of each other in fairness it, it does it like, for me
0: I've watched a fair amount of now I, I I don't think I've seen... I think I've seen the first two... Because this is number four, is it?
2: Correct. This is number four, yeah.
0: So I've seen the first two. um, How Johnny Knoxville, and particularly how Steve-O is still alive...
2: Yeah, they're mid-50s now, aren't they? I don't think anyone would have called that. No. No, 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 no. Definitely Uh, not. Uh, Bam is scarily beginning to look like his father. Because he's he's put on a bit of meat. And I was like, I can see it. I never saw it, but I can now see it. It's um, like wow, best, they really they are
0: good, father
2: and son. Like, yeah, good um, health to them is all I'm saying. But um, I'll, I'll, honestly... despite their best efforts, <laughs> you can't review these films because they are they're trash. They're absolute trash. But I friggin love them. I just, it it appeals to the very basest slapstick nature of us. This. this is why fail videos do so well. Um, but yeah, this isn't a mini review of the Jackass franchise. Um, so yeah, that's coming out in February. Scream was always coming out. Well, for a while, that's been slated for January. The Scream reboot. I had completely forgotten that was a thing. You and everyone else. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Scream I, I reboot that in was January. Paramount.
0: I thought because I know the the rights went to Dimension Films, but with all the greatest respect to Dimension Films, I don't know if they're still a thing anymore because they no, did all the horror of no, the nineties.
2: I don't think so. I don't think dimensions around anymore. Anyway, Spyglass um, has got this now. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, a ton of studios are putting money into it, which makes me worries, um, worries, worried. <laughs> It'll be one of two things.
0: It'll be either be the most slapdash. They they all threw a fiver in,
2: or it's going to be the Avengers
0: Endgame of screen films. Yeah, gets, exactly. You know, all <laughs> previous one. killers will come out of the portals, and that's uh, a
2: film though. That's that's worth watching. No, this is. I've yeah.
0: watched the shit out of that, I'm not going to lie.
2: Absolutely. Um, the two big ones that are obviously affected is Mission Impossible 7, which has been pushed to September the 30th. And, uh, next year? B- 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 next year, September 30th oh, wow. next year. And Top Gun Maverick, which is now, instead of being... I think it was Thanksgiving this year, it's now going to be May 27th, May 27th next year. Um. So, yeah... Ugh, it all going. It's all goodbye. Yeah, like
0: uh, we, we were, we talked about uh, Maverick. Like, I've seen Top Gun. It was good fun. Um, it was the reason for a lot of gay awakenings in the 80s, you know, and good for them. <laughs> but I have to say, whatever about the personal life of a certain Mr. Cruz, the man makes good films. You know what I mean? No, like, he does. I,
2: yeah, of course. Entertaining, to what... you can't not watch him. Yeah, I'm
0: on board. Like, I will definitely watch Maverick when it's out. I will definitely watch Mission Impossible Seven when, if we're still here, next September, um, <laughs> bringing us back to the "wear your fucking mask" statement from the Please. start of but anyway,
2: Yeah, there was um, one other thing I was going to say about. Oh, that was it, James Bond. So James Bond is still coming out, and oh, I think yeah. that's firmly planted. But they MGM have been the 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 kind of forerunners of, no, we're going to pull this movie and put it back and put it back to next year where it's safer. I, I think that they're just going to commit now and just release Bond and whatever it does is what it does I we lose actually, another billion dollars. You probably saw this as well. there. So I think, was it maybe
0: the day before yesterday, you know, the final trailer came out. It looks like it's going to be, yeah, a good bit of fun. But at the same time, just release the goddamn film already.
2: It's I been made for 15 years. Yeah, it's been made longer than Daniel Craig was announced. They started production on this before they announced Daniel Craig was going to be bombed. <laughs> this is the motion picture ah. of Bond films.
0: Also, I was only reminded then watching the trailer that Rami Malek is the, the villain in it. And uh-huh. then it just reminded me of the heck did he do after Bohemian Rhapsody? How is Rami Malek? Rami Malek, if you're listening to this, would you get in touch and let us know if you're okay? Because no, I, I just he's... have not heard anything about that man in the last... Yeah, he's
2: still waiting to get paid for this film. So he got cast in this because of Mr. Robot, essentially. Makes sense, And yeah. he got um, Bohemian Rhapsody for the same reason. But yeah, I don't know what he's done... Um... Yeah, I don't know what he's done since. I'm just gonna give him. I don't want to do him dirty. So yeah, like I, I hope he's let's have a doing look. stuff. I, sorry, already, I just typed in Mr. Rami Malik. <laughs> Mr. Rami Malek? <laughs> I like it. And don't you forget it. Don't you? it's a Mister. Um, let's have a look at the the um, um, he is so no time to die, 2021 or whenever. Mm. Um, untitled David O. Russell thing. I don't know what that is. Okay, Blackout David
0: Russell. Yeah, like I like some of his stuff. He he did a Joy um oh, what was the big one that was really disappointing? Um it had Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper. Uh no, actually I'm oh, actually thinking of Serenity. a different film. Not Serenity. No, Silver Linings Playbook was David O Russell. Right. And I thought that was really good. American Hustle. That was the one that apparently people were just like, oh. "Eh." Yeah.
2: Um TV series called Blackout. Okay. Um, a film called The Little Things. He's a voice in Doolittle. Oh, hang on! I saw The Little Things.
0: It was really boring. Good. He was perfectly well, fine in it.
2: Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's what he's been doing. Yeah. And then Mr. Robot only finished in nineteen. So to be fair, if you're going to take a year off, nineteen to twenty was a fairly good year to do it. Yeah. True. True. Um. um I think he's still he'll still be doing shit he'll still be doing shit good I wish him Um, well we do Um, so yeah that's the news Um, Paramount pulling everything put it into next year
0: so this week uh, which is not that big of a shock because I did talk about going to the cinema to see Candyman uh, we both went to the cinema well independently of each other but we both went to see the same film and we did we, we went, spiritually,
2: we like, did, we, we're at the we, cinema together, just at different hours in different locations. I liked that,
0: because I did go on my Todd, so I can... Yeah, same.
2: And because of the way
0: uh, lockdown restrictions are working, when you get a seat, they lock the seats around you. So technically, you could have been
2: sitting spiritually beside me, it would have been absolutely fine. Um, I thought you were going somewhere else then, I thought it was like... Mind in the gutter, Ian. No, 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 I thought you were in the... Like the bridge where they get like strapped into the seat so as soon as the film is on you are strapped into that seat you cannot move okay that's between you and your god so um (laughs) we both
0: went to see shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and i i thoroughly enjoyed it i have to say it was um marvel in my opinion so obviously this will be spoiler free guys uh, because this is only a new segment as opposed to an episode on the episode so or on the film so please make wait, sure wait what you, <laughs> yeah, please make sure you watch the film um, but you will have to watch it in the cinema so that that's yes. the first thing to say about it this is this is theatrical only I think it will be on Disney plus but not for a while yet
2: yeah it's only Black Widow they decided to oily shaft
0: yep and that has had no repercussions for anyone whatsoever nope um, totally fine and, uh, but, uh, obviously I think th- this happens more and more now with each new film in the opening, you know, the Marvel studios thing, which is getting more and more elaborate, uh, Black Widow and Yelena are now in one of those, the sides of one of the letters.
2: Yeah. So that, Florence that Pugh. That's happy. really cool. I noticed that. That was, yeah, I liked it. It's Um, it's a good nod.
0: <laughs> yeah. She made me happy. Um, yeah. what was I going to say? Yeah, I re- I I really liked it. So you enjoyed uh, it, good. I'm glad. So starring Simu Aquafina, and of course Michelle Yeoh. Oh yeah. I, as we record this, I am literally wearing a disco t shirt. That should tell you I like Michelle Yeoh. She's and,
2: the best. She's so good. And
0: I would go so far as to say she is the best thing in this. Um, uh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, I thought it was really good. Now, to our resident,
2: I had issues. Ian, what do you think of the film? So I went into this with super, super high expectations because a couple of people that I know have seen it um, were kind of raving about it. They really, really, really enjoyed it. And I did enjoy it, but there's some massive buts. I think there's two things that didn't land for me, and it was the pacing and the comedy. Um, I don't think Aquafina. Adds a lot to be honest, I know we need a vessel that's from our world into theirs, but she was really distracting and awkward. I know that's the name, but um, yeah, it just didn't quite do it for me, and then some of the comedy just felt super duper awkward as well, and just didn't land for me and then the really sentimental bits, all of the flashbacks, I just think they laid it on a little bit- th- a little bit thick um but on the other hand, all of the action. It's pretty much fantastic. It's probably the best action we've seen in a Marvel film. It's it's CGI heavy, but the one on one stuff looks as good as anything in um Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, House of Flying Daggers, The Raid. It's brilliant. Well, I'm
0: do you know what I'm I'm glad you said it because I was I did catch myself when I was watching this going, it's very Crouching Tiger. That style straight
1: so away.
2: I you
0: know, had a yeah. Which I liked. Sorry, I liked that. I know you're mm-hmm. going to come out with your uh no, 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 Asian no. hate now in a moment. No, shut that's, the that's, front that's, door. That's
2: right to I'm do gonna it. hurt you. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> um no, I I had exactly the same thought and then I stopped myself because I'm not gonna I didn't want to make that comparison because I can mm. well imagine that maybe there's an equivalent argument, oh yeah, that looks very fast and furious, or that looks very mission impossible. I think we have our same western tropes as there are eastern tropes so what we think is house of flying daggers and crouching tiger hidden dragon is actually just how they do action um but i think it's either way i think it was brilliant the only thing that let the action down was when you had the army the the inevitable multiple people against multiple people and that just turned into a shaky cam cgi mess for me
0: um i mean I yeah I I do I do take your point on that there's 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 bits at the bits at the start which don't work as well I do there's some now there's some fabulous set pieces in this where I was like oh wow oh mm-hmm. oh wow and it's very and again maybe this is me playing into that trope but very very inspired by what I have seen and I do not have a lot of experience in it but what I have seen of a lot of uh that asian fantasy style cinema Mm. i think it's it's fantastic
2: um and it was great uh, to see that style marvelized and into the marvel universe because that's the great it's very much like star trek you can take on any genre you want and put it in the marvel cinematic universe and people will go and see it
0: that is that is that is true that is true there is um now there is It's in the trailer, but just in case you haven't seen the trailer, I still won't be specific. There is two, uh, there's one returning character uh, who was a nice little, very, very small cameo. But again, in the trailer, if you've seen the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the trailer, I'm not going to say. There is a character who has a few steps above cameo description, um, who Mm -hmm. I was delighted to see. And then there is one character who I know you will have feelings about, but I th- I suspect you will be glad that this character was addressed head-on. So Here's just a helpful little message from your friendly neighbourhood, Sean. At this point, Ian was completely unable to not spoil the rest of the film, so I have made the executive decision to cut this entire section out of the podcast. You know what? This is what happens when you edit at about one in the morning, the day the podcast is due. Love you. We just, we just have to put a put a pin in that for the yeah. moment because <laughs> to save you having as, to edit anything else. Consider it. Yeah. So but peek behind the curtain here, lads. <laughs> this is not a seamless edit that you're listening to. Of this, <laughs> we have given away both of us so many plot points in the last uh, few yep. minutes. But anyway, grand.
2: Good. On to the M- Hannibal. Fucking hell. <laughs> right. I know. It's
0: so. Okay. Grant. Okay. Right. Let's compose ourselves. So, last week covered The Silence of the Lambs, which is one of the great films of uh, Ever. I'd still say, I spoke modern cinema because I'm not ready to count the 90s as not modern.
2: Um, it's fair. And... It's not in the 90s either. It's in the 80s, but. Uh, no, Silence of the Lambs is. Oh, it's 91. 90. What's 89? Yeah. Nothing.
0: Well, you might be thinking of, well, I know Manhunter was obviously 80s. Oh, yeah,
2: that was way earlier, yeah. Ah, Ignore me, I'm on an absolute hot mess. It's so friggin' hot, Sean. <laughs> I'm so well, boiling.
0: That's true. And again, peek behind the scenes. He is wearing a wife beater <coughs> and drinking a bottle of beer, so... I'm not
2: wearing... I am drinking a bottle of beer, but I'm not you wearing a wife You are wearing beater. a wife beater. You were literally wearing like... a wife beater. I'm wearing That's a vest. That's called it. It's a blue vest. No, the wife beaters are the string white vests. This is a very tasteful Enterprise Decon Chamber vest. Thank you. I can't even argue that because I have the exact same vest. So yeah, yeah.
0: Hannibal. Um, um, yes. um, okay, so when we were when we were so we were obviously simulcast watching. Well, oh no, we weren't. Anyway, I was watching this. And, <laughs> uh, you had already seen it. That's what it was. So I was kind of live this is the best texting part ever. you. Um, this part is right for this. We'll never see the light of day. Um, <laughs> and I, it has for one thing, this film. Okay. I'm going to give my rating of it up front because uh-huh. I want to, uh, I'm going, I'm going to sound like I'm going to be very harsh on this film. Yeah. All right. This for me is between a six and a seven out of 10. Agreed. hundred percent. Totally agree. Yeah.
2: Totally agree.
0: Um, Whereas silence for me is between a nine and a 10 out of 10. Yeah.
2: Correct. And IMDb, it's 6.8. Um, which is Oh, Joe, I'll go with that. Yeah. There you go. 6.8. 6. 6. 8. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Silence of the Lambs is 8.6, which is surprising to me. That's actually a bit low. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe enough time and people like us have come along and been like, I'm mm-hmm, going actually... <laughs> Pushing the yeah, like, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so Hannibal essentially... No, it doesn't. It picks up 10 years after mm. the events of Silence of the Lambs. So Hannibal has been in retirement but has chosen to come out of retirement. Um... A disgraced-ish agent Starling, um, after the opening scene of a drug bust gone wrong where agents die, is forced to go back onto the Hannibal case at the behest and influence of um, a Mister uh, Doctor. Is it Doctor Mason? He's a doctor, isn't no, he? No,
0: he's uh, uh, no. It's just Mason. So the Mason Verger is. Oh, no, he's not a doctor. No, no, not at all. No, uh, he
2: is. He's a rich man.
0: He's a very rich man with very 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 high-reaching political connections.
2: Yeah. Um so. and Hannibal has massively disfigured him and he has a vendetta. Um he believes technically Well, technically, Hannibal never touched him. No, technically he disfigured himself. Correct. Thank you a for good the correction. lawyer would argue that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not even an argument, it's a fact. He would admit yeah. that himself. Um so he he reckons the best way to get at Hannibal and to have his comeuppance is to use Agent Starling as bait. Um, convenient things happen and here we end up on an Agent Starling manhunt of Hannibal that crosses into Europe. Um, yes. yes,
0: and all of the best parts of the film, in my opinion, happen in Italy.
2: Totally agree. 100% um, agree. 100% and, agree.
0: And I, that is slightly damning because Julianne Moore never leaves America.
2: No, exactly. And I would go as... This was bold, and i saved this for the pod. I don't think we're going to get into it right now, but I would be as bold as to say we don't need Clarice Starling in this film.
0: In the film, I think you have a point.
2: I think there's a film here that doesn't need her. Yeah. Um, like, there's so much... Because this is not... Th-
0: This is not a sequel to Silence of the Lambs so much as it is you know, featuring the characters of Silence of the Lambs. It's
2: a different genre. It's not a sequel. It's the same way that Aliens is a sequel to Alien in a lot of ways. It is a different genre of movie set in the same universe, which is why if you're going into it after Silence of the Lambs, that can be really jarring. Um, But in a lot of ways, that, that follows what I know of the book, so I haven't read it, but this film didn't have the only person that returned was Anthony Hopkins. Anybody that had anything to do with Silence of the Lambs didn't come back for this. Um, And Ted Talley, uh, again, referring back to that Rolling Stones interview I read for Silence of the Lambs, he was very, very um, gracious um, when he was asked, why didn't you come back for Hannibal? And he just said, to be completely honest, none of us liked the book. Um, We really, really respect Ted Harris. And, Thomas Harris, sorry. Sorry, Thomas Harris, thank you. Um, really, really respect him and respect the fact that it took him 10 years to write this book. Like It took him a long, long time to get this Hannibal book put together in a way that he was happy with, and it absolutely tortured him. So Ted Talley was more like, I'm glad he got it finished, and I'm glad he got it done in a way that he was happy with, but none of us liked it and none of us wanted to make that movie.
0: That was it. I I um I, I saw very similar quotes from uh Jodie Foster and mm. Jonathan Demme as well. Um, now I'm taking this with a big pinch of salt. There's all the kind of oh, and Anthony Hopkins was enraged that you know Jodie Foster wouldn't come back. I don't believe that. To be fair, I think in fairness, I think I've seen interviews with them since where it's just been like, oh, I mean, like, yeah, it was a shame, you know. I mean, but it was just like, come on, this is a job, lads. At the end yeah. of the day, you know. I mean, you've got the I mean, the... no, films are sacred. Sacred. Yeah, sacred. Yeah.
2: Sacrid, sacrid, sacrilegious. Um yeah. the this is the this is the title role. So how can you not come back and play the title character? Like you are front and centre. As much as we don't need to see what I know how. You cast Mad Mickelson. Well Okay, but that's not a in, not cool. in this film though. Not Thank in you. this film. Yeah. Um although I would have happily seen Mads in this film as well. He's yeah. the man's just put him in everything. Um the yeah, having as much as we don't really need to see Hannibal Lecter out in the wild and playing, because you obviously you lose some of the mystique I can see why Anthony Hopkins wants to play him doing that. Like nobody wants to watch me playing around on the bridge of the enterprise in a movie, but I will absolutely be on the bridge of an of the Enterprise in a movie. <laughs> like, yeah, screw you don't, guys. Don't I don't care who watches in. this.
0: I'd, I'd, we'll do a poll. Who wants to <laughs> see Ian on the bridge of the enterprise in a movie?
2: I won't um, be, like, commander or even captain. I'll be season one Geordie LaForge. Just I know, at, at I know exactly what
0: you'll be. You'll be Riker's houseboy. Um, get the plugs although, in. Not listen, plugs. Hey, I didn't even need to say it, you did. Thank hey, you listen, very much. Uh, listen. Um, so
2: almost- yeah, we'll, we'll get that out of the way. Nobody returns. Ridley Scott is on to direct for some reason. Um, so, and no one else who- is back for it.
0: It was, I think I think was so, saying, Dino De Laurentiis, who pro- had the rights, basically, and produced, a, I want to say he produced sinus of the Lambs, but I, I might not be 100%. There was certainly a De Laurentiis connection to sinus of the Lambs. Anyway, while you furiously Google that for me. Yeah. Uh, but he approached Ridley with the novel. Now, so apparently, again, Apocrypha Pinch of Salt, apparently Thomas Harris didn't particularly want to write. Hannibal as a novel he didn't really know what to do with the characters he was like well, yeah done do you know what I mean well they're not done obviously Clarice is at the very start of her career mm-hmm. Hannibal's out in the wild you know but then again it's so open-ended you could do anything so to kind of pigeonhole them again is a bit like oh I don't know so he came up with the novel Hannibal now full disclosure I really like the novel Hannibal and I would like to see a film of that novel one day because this <laughs> film, and Ridley Scott says it himself, Ridley Scott is like, I don't, I did not like Thomas Harris's ending at all. Right. And so it, the the entire the third act of this novel or this movie vastly uh, differs from. Oh, interesting. The novel, the Crendler happens in both, but that's it. That's, that's your crossover. Like, I'm sorry, Like, the three of them are in that room. Clarice and Hannibal and Paul Crendler yes. are sitting around that dinner table mm-hmm. in both. But otherwise, they bear no resemblance to each other. And and this is, so this is interesting, right? Because the, the ending of the novel is, I mean, you just have to go with it. And I did on reading and I really liked it, but I'm not sure how that would have translated well to the screen and Spoiler for the film, guys. So, the, well, anti-spoilers. And this doesn't happen in the film. In the novel, Hannibal and Clarice, after a period where he's been drugging her for quite some time, mm. she ends up in a kind, almost a Stockholm Syndrome kind of way falling in love with him. And they sort of run off together. And it's, it sounds as bonkers as it is. And yet the way it's written on the page, it's really, it's hyper... When I say romantic, I don't mean like I'm having a romantic feelings. Then everything, every bit of description to it it's is romanticized. Very, exactly, yeah. And I love the way the novel ends. Is that it's it's brilliant actually. Um, so for the last few pages, almost it switches back to Barney's point of view. So Barney is the orderly oh, cool. who was, yeah. and actually, sorry, we both forgot. Barney returns. He was inside. Sorry, you're absolutely
2: right. Vi- yeah, Barney's yeah. the only other person to return. And so it switches to his POV
0: and he is you know he's enjoying his collector's money uh, and he's off I think I think it's Argentina and he goes to the opera one day and he's sitting there at a performance and he happens to look over and there you can see almost the binoculars looking back at him are Hannibal and Clarice and the novel it just goes midway through the aria Barney basically nods stands up and leaves
2: wow it's almost like the end of Dark Knight Rises (laughs) Oh, a little bit, actually, a little bit. Um, I hope, just... Master Bruce, that I just see you in a cafe in France, and I just oh, don't acknowledge you. you. But I failed you. <laughs> Stop making us cry, Michael Kane. I Dumb will of... not bury another way. Ironically, though. Um, but yeah, so I um, mean,
0: and I, I mean, it's. I don't know how you would have translated that to the screen. I i don't think that would have hit off, And especially not the characterization that either Jodie Foster or Julianne Moore brings to Clarice Starling.
2: No, if anything, Julianne Moore's Clarice is more militant. Like, she is less accepting of Hannibal's bullshit um, than in the first film. Um, yeah. It's kind of like 10 years in the man's world of the FBI has really not broken her but it is given her some real calluses um and she is now
0: it's given her some real length of bone
2: yes it has but she's still not more than one generation away from poor white trash with
0: a good bag and her cheap shoes
2: sorry again look at the pair of us quoting another uh, film. the wrong film yeah. yeah but again this film just isn't as quotable like they he goes on a little bit of a tirade against her um in one of the letters and it just doesn't sound right does it
0: it's funny because actually funny enough i so one thing and again let's get this out front hans zimmer uh oh, creates a magical oh he's the soundscape. best part of this film and he is better yeah. sorry with all love to sarah hopkins he is better than Hannibal. like hans yes. zimmer gives this film those let's Wayne. say he he gives Three of those stars. Yes. Anthony Hopkins gives the other three point eight.
2: Yeah, All he right. gives this oh, no, three, and
0: then the point eight from Julianne Moore. Because I do yeah. like Julianne Moore. In That's this film.
2: fair. That's fair. Yeah. There's never has a score been more. Never has a film been more undeserving of its score.
0: I have an example. I I'm have an sure. Example. Yeah, go on. I don't pull the, I don't pull this one out lightly, Ian. Uh huh um have you so you you've probably heard the composer Alexander Desplat. he's been yes really really we've talked super about him. super super I'm sure we have like he's yep. definitely been comp uh, conducting for no composing and conducting for some of the films we've covered. he did right so the greatest cinematic event of all time, which of course is the Twilight series um, oh uh, yes so new moon i've th- I've probably said this before New moon, which is dreadful. It is a dreadful film. Uh, Everything about it is wrong. But that soundtrack is phenomenal. Uh, Like, that film does not deserve that soundtrack. Um, (laughs) And, now, Hannibal is a much better film than New Moon. And I feel I've damned it by even comparing the two together. But sort of similar, like, Hans Zimmer came out
2: swinging. He just turned up. He, like, created an opera for this film. (laughs) <laughs> like it's unreal, it's unbelievable, yeah. and I love that you've got all of the names. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, opera, that. that which one is it? The oh, so actually, sorry,
0: right, the the operas of Dante's Inferno. That's, that's... not no. that's not Hans Zimmer. That's Patrick Dempsey. So Patrick Dempsey composed that opera. But Hans now, Zimmer for still this conducted film, it, didn't he? Um, now I'm not sure because a lot of the time, what Hans Zimmer does is he works with he as part of a company. Like if you look at You know, so the immediately preceding film, uh, I realize we they're bouncing all over the place, but this actually ties in because Ridley Scott and Hans Zimmer had just come off Gladiator Mm -hmm. when they started doing Hannibal. Um, And initially, initially when Ridley Scott was approached to direct this film, he was just, I've just done Gladiator. I don't want to do another big epic sword and sandals and elephants crossing the Alps. like... No, not Hannibal, the <laughs> mythological... Hannibal Lecter. Not the Hannibal. Hannibal. Like, oh! Is... <laughs> right. Nice. Um, oh,
2: I can do an opera instead. I do do yeah, it, exactly, yeah.
0: So Hans Zimmer then... Uh, like, if you look at the, the way Gladiator was composed, it was really... It was a writer's room. Now, it's his name on it. And fair. Like, he, it is his music, but it's a writer's room of... Mm-hmm. Claus Badelt, who is credited with the first parts of the Caribbean soundtrack. Lisa Gerard, who... Uh, I'm just going to very very happy for a moment I got to see her perform Gladiator uh, nice in a concert Gladiators I would listen to the shit out of that I would love to see her perform that to be honest (laughs) and so like that he does have this group of people who are always credited now he'll have main credits and I think correctly so but they will always be credited so when you come into this funnily enough um, I text you while we were watching this at different times and I went Ridley Scott, in my opinion, came in tired to yeah. this film. Like Hans it, Zimmer it? came in on a second wind. Yeah, and that's the difference between really, the because they both came off the same project.
2: Yeah, Hans Zimmer just creates a masterpiece um, mm-hmm. that doesn't match this film. Like that—that that bit of—I know it's not the bit that he creates, but that opera is so
0: so good. So it's Dante's Inferno, and it is, it's the Inferno part of it. I only listened to, recently listened to the audio, an, an audio production of Inferno and it's in three parts. There's Inferno, mm. Purgatory and Paradise. And so everyone, the bits you know of Dante that you've ever heard of are, are from Inferno. Yeah. You know, it's the, the different levels of hell and everything.
2: I love it. It's so good. And it's,
0: <clears> oh, I just lost in that music. Absolutely lost in it. Um, and the soundtrack does something that doesn't always work. It includes, well, it's really more monologue from Lecter on the score. And that doesn't always suit because sometimes you're just like, no, I just want to listen to the music. Yeah. However, the way they've cut it. So that letter he writes to Clarice mm. plays over the opening tune and it's, oh, which is why I, I nearly know it by heart because I've listened to that tune so many times. Yeah. But for me, musically and probably my favorite scene of the film is let my home be my gallows which is yes. his confrontation with Patsy.
2: Oh, it's so good! It's so friggin' good! And the way he ties that... <clears throat> the way he ties Patsy's family history into the presentation that he's giving, it, he, as soon as... As soon as Patsy turned up, he was dead. Like, Hannibal just played that perfectly. Um, And so just to go back to the Hannibal speaking over the, the symphony. The way that he talks and the way that Anthony Hopkins delivers the lines is musical. Oh. It is like he is reading poetry. It's it's so, so in- captivating. He's a Oh, it's so good. Oh, that's so so good.
0: I like actually I like that a lot. That that's a really good description of that. People they don't always tell you. And then it's I think what we struggle with nearly get the entire letter is here on IMDb. I'm not going to read it out, but it's, yeah, it's fabulous is we don't talk to people that way. You don't talk to somebody in the way that Lecter speaks to Clarice, because for one thing, you would crush a person with some of the things he says to her. And yet now based on Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins chemistry from the first one, you know that Clarice can take this. Yeah. And it's quite late in the film that Julianne Moore and Anthony Hopkins actually begin to interact, mm. and I think the film suffers for it.
2: Of course it does, but how how else do you get them to do it? Like I said, it's a, dis- it's a different film. It's a different genre, um, which is why I would have the entire film be about um, Inspector Patsy and Hannibal Lecter. Cause I think he's interesting enough for for me to care about him and his motivations and he's a little bit little bit sketchy, he's a little bit dodgy, but yeah, I I buy how desperately he wants to capture Lecter.
0: Okay, I'm go- I'm, I'm going to try this. I will mm-hmm. accept your judgment. But okay, we're going to give this a go. Lo feo giubetto della mia casa. I made my own home be my
2: Gallows. Nice. Nice, nicely done. You you sounded a little bit like a rube, but um, I I will take that with
0: pride, sir. Pride, um,
2: and that accent thought... you've tried so hard to had.
0: Hell yeah! I made my own home, be my gallows. Oh wow! I've ju- I've ju- sorry. I've just seen the audio file there for audacity, and it didn't like that. No, um, it just
2: blew into my ears. Um, <laughs> we're talking
0: all You're over all the place because this film this 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 film is not great it's a film I, th- it hurts it, me to say it
2: it is and it's a film of three parts you've got the, the opening bit which is setting up Julianne Moore mm. uh, as Clarice then, and um, Mason Verger and his vendetta then we forget about all of that and spend the middle of the film in Italy with Lecter which is fantastic and Patsy chasing him and mm. Patsy dealing with Mason's men and then you have the third act which is chasing hannibal in america and none of it it doesn't really tie together too much um it's it's aesthetically it is three different films for me
0: uh oh sorry i completely agree that's a great description of it yet yeah, there is the cold procedural um thriller that is clarice but it's not cold and procedural in the way that now you have to give a bit of respect to they're different directors, okay, Ridley Scott has a different aesthetic to Jonathan Demme I just happen to prefer Jonathan Demme's cold procedural thriller presentation Um,
2: because uh, Clarice Clarice doesn't have to use her brain much in this film other than the perfume on the letter that's it she doesn't really do a lot of detecting mm. I think
0: yeah, like she is, and you said it, she is used, you know, she is used as bait, and they, they say we are using her as bait. Yeah. Uh, which, again, stop telling us this. Like, mm. show us this, sure. Don't tell us this. Um, okay, to try and put some sort of structure on it, let's 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 stick with Clarice for the moment. So we get mm-hmm. the opening raid, which is where she is going after a Valga Drumgo, who is a meth cooker and dealer. And it's a joint operation between FBI, ATF and local law enforcement in Washington. And, of course, it goes absolutely tits up. Now, she is shown running the operation as best as she possibly can. The local guy is a twat because he's the local guy and that's how he's uh, Yeah, the presented. local
2: police have to, always in these films, have to swing their dicks around and invariably fuck it up. Exactly.
0: And then, like, I was thinking as well, like, she is very much in charge of this. Like he just disobeyed
2: a direct oh, command from his the, the man, like, I can't remember if he dies, but he should. And if not, he should frantic. be in prison. He oh, 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 and this frantic. is yeah. it bugs me so much because there's I dunno. Would would he really have just ignored that order? Like there's no there's no reason for it other than he's a bit murder hobo-y. Like he just wants to shoot his gun, but it's a bit, we need to get Clarice disgraced. This is how we're going to do it.
1: Yeah,
0: I even, I've even i just reached the point of the quotes on IMGb, and it's, keep that gun down, Bolton. Bolton, and then it cuts back to scarf ga- uh, red scarf gangbanger. Damn, dude got a piece. Which is like, it is this guy's fault entirely. Entirely, it's the, totally him, The raid yeah. goes badly. Before and he even have- shoots,
2: they spot that he's pulling a weapon.
0: Exactly, so there you go. You've just warned all of these, and we knew they were heavily armed. We were told yeah. that before they walked in, and which results in the death of, uh, I think it's Brigham or Brigham, who yeah. Is... Which
2: could have been described better because I didn't realise who he was.
0: Yeah, because they recast him since. So this is a returning character now. It's yeah. blinking, you'll Miss character, and in fairness, I have to say only because I'd read the book. Now in the book, it gives you, a, it mm-hmm. gives him a bit more of a. Oh, it wasn't just. Random guy who seems to get on well with Clarice, who yeah. end up being killed in this. It was oh, he was an inst- he was an instructor at Quantico. He's actually in the character is in Silence of the Lambs. He's the one who chastises Clarice for walking in and not checking the door yeah. behind her. Um, now, I mean, Grant, you, there wasn't enough of a relationship in that film that we're like, oh no, her best friend Brigham is dead. Mm. Uh, but
2: it could have been be given time. to us because ten years have be, passed, yeah. so we could I, have.
0: We could have had that. Remember that, to, or hey, did you check behind the door? Something. Yeah, that would have been all it
2: needed. Actually, um, um, the really damning thing for me is um, the entire of Silence of the Lambs doesn't have an action scene in it. It doesn't have um, a car chase. It doesn't have a raid. Right, yeah. Other than um, the sh- Clarice shooting. Uh, that's it. Isn't game it like at that? the end. That's it. That's it. Because even Lecter's escape is not. An action scene. No, it's not. It's a it's a horror scene, if anything. But, but this yeah. film then just says "fuck you" and opens with one, and it just and you're in a different movie. It Ridley Scott's immediately.
0: So the yes, um, there's two writers credited with this. There's David Mamet, who would be a very, very, very famous American. No, pirate. I like David Mamet. Uh, now. His, I then found, again, IMDb. I then found out that his script was completely rewritten um, <laughs> by excellent. Uh, no, sorry, I'm just checking the writing credits here, so I just want to get his name, uh, Stephen Zalian, and. But as per Writers Guild of America law, David Mamet's name is still on this. But I think technically, there's not really anything of Mamet's draft still mm. in the film because again, he wrote like,
2: he wrote Ronin. Um, which is a fantastic film,
0: and then on the stage you would have done Glen Gary Glen Ross, which I think yeah. is—I think that's his most famous. Now I yeah, might no, it would be, be wrong, um, but uh, yeah, and and he would be one of a very kind of quick-paced dialogue.
2: Um, uh the Untouchables is the other one he did. Um, uh, yeah. Also, Mammoth, and this is Apocryphal to the Gods. So but
0: allegedly, Mammoth doesn't really like writing female characters. And although this script was entirely rewritten, the female <laughs> characters in this film are not great. Yeah, it looks like they kept his female parts. Uh, just Clarice is so... If you were to delete Silence of the Lambs from your memory, who is Clarice?
2: Oh, you don't know from this film. Uh-huh. Clarice could... Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's nothing to her.
0: She's stiff upper lip cop. Yeah. Um, and I think Julianne Moore does the best she can because I really like Julianne Moore. I, I have love to say, her. Um,
2: if it was I th- 90% of other actresses, I'd be slamming this film so much more. But I just enjoy watching her act. Uh,
0: yeah, she was again, maybe, maybe there is a, an alternate universe where we get another sequel at some point and it's Jodie and Han- uh, Anthony. I'd I think that day has passed now but um, I think does the best that she can do with the material given to her Um, she plays her strong like there's there's, there is no way and even because there's scenes written in which I really like I find it's the dullness of what happens after a big emotional event Mm. is that you know there's this shootout and it cuts to her sitting in her funeral where Ball and crying at the table because you you do have to have an emotional break at some point. Her, a friend has obviously just died, but also she's just been shot. I mean, no, she was wearing bulletproof vest, but mm. what said she say? She's a mac 10. I mean, that's gonna hurt. And <clears> she's yeah, just sure. shot and killed a woman.
2: Yeah, so I could I couldn't work out why she was crying specifically, other than it was just a this was a traumatic thing, so I'm gonna feel some things. It, it hits home a lot more when you realise she's lost her friend and instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, yeah, it's a contrived way to get her into the grips of Mason Verger. Um, and I actually like Mason Verger. I think he's a fantastic little bad guy. Um, and Gary Oldman is a god.
0: Gary, Yeah, Gary. No, there's, there's two versions, right, of the story as to why he's not credited in the opening credits, mm-hmm. right? So Gary Oldman's story is that up to 2001 he had played so many different varied characters that it was sort of becoming a joke that he was the man of many faces Mm. and so they're like well let's just we're gonna well we're we're literally removing his character's face for this film so let's lift it. let's see do people get it and I will say like for years I didn't realize apart what the name is in the uh, closing credits but I I didn't care at that point of my life I wasn't the person who sat Uh, around for uh, we hadn't done Marvel I didn't know that you were supposed (laughs) to sit around for the closing (laughs) credits.
2: Um, I only knew from the flashback. I was like, holy shit, it's Gary Oldman.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, actually that. maybe I hadn't seen enough Gary Oldman at the time, because now you're saying, look, like, that's clearly Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the other version of the story is, and again, this is apocrypha, this is, you know, Hollywood rumours, is that Gary Oldman was incredibly pissed off not to be given star billing alongside anthony hopkins and julianne moore he was you know kind of next one down yeah and he was like no nah, take my name off it i don't know if that's true that's a story that's out there i don't um, know it could that's... be true it could be complete bollocks
2: yeah i'll never understand that i don't know um i i look i'm not
0: i certainly understand you want credit for the work that you do um
2: but i'm certain that has implications for how much you get paid as well though
0: I I wonder, just because everything ties back to Star Trek, right, there Mm -hmm. is, I know there is sometimes it's producers negotiate these things, because if you think to Star Trek Picard Nepenthe, Mm. guest starring Jonathan Frakes, closing credits, guest starring Marina Sirtis.
2: Yeah, I didn't like that. And I don't think she did either. Didn't she acknowledge it on Twitter?
0: I, I can't remember, I would, now, Marina's Sirtis does not appear to have any kind of filter, so it wouldn't shock Ooh. me now if she did. No, no, But no. I don't think it was, as far as I can tell, it wasn't the director's call on the no. episode. It was, that's, that is the way the cookie crumbles in terms of how the contracts are negotiated, yeah. how this and that. So, but, I I am, shockingly, Ian, I am not a movie producer. I am not up on my current Hollywood law in
2: terms no, of You just play one on TV. Um, so, depending on what today's video is well, quite so overall, it's a different it feels like a different character that she's playing that's the bottom line um, did you like her? the character, I mean no, I like Julianne Moore a lot I don't like the character because felt- there's nothing to her I don't feel like I felt the times
0: were She maybe should have had more um, urgency about her. And again, you kind of can't help comparing to Jodie Foster, but,
1: Mm.
0: you know, you believed Foster's frustration. Now, she's a very much younger version of the character, fair enough. But like when, you know, she was doing the detecting, you know, you believed it. Whereas you've got Julianne Moore, and this is the way it's written, so it's not her fault, but she's sitting in a basement listening to tapes.
2: Yeah, and she's got her feet up on the desk as well. Um, I kind of... I prefer the Jodie Foster Clarice, but I can see after 10 years, you stop being so green, don't you? And you you kind of yeah. settled into the role. So I buy it as a development. I just don't enjoy that as a character trait. Um, I, ag- I, I agree with it. It makes sense that she would have got yeah. a
0: harder edge to her, especially, like you said, in this boy's world, that is the FBI and all of the various mm-hmm. things she's gone through. But... And maybe This Is Me Wanting My Cake and eating It Too. When you're watching a film, it's a bit hard to follow cold and calculating. Well, not mm-hmm. much not calculating because she's being used for the whole thing, but that kind of cold professionalism all the way through. Not exclusively. I think there's a lot of Mad M- Mads Mikkelsen's Hannibal is cold and professional. Oh, yeah. And absolutely sells it. <laughs>
2: but the difference is that so Clarice is being used in the in Silence of the Lambs as well. She's being used as a a ploy. Nobody actually believes that she Hannibal actually, yeah. will No one actually believes that she's gonna get the better of Hannibal. It just might be that because she's a woman, he'll react to her. Yep. But uh in in this film, I mean in Silence of the Lambs, she does something with that and she's she is the saviour and she's she thinks her way around it and beats everyone's expectations. In this, she's a ploy and a puppet, and just gets ployed and puppeted. <laughs> she kind. she ends even, up yeah. everywhere. Like yeah, she hunts down Liotta's house. Is it? It is his house, isn't it?
0: Uh, that's in the finale. Yes, that's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're dead right. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: she. Finds her way there but ends up in. Oh no,
0: sorry. No, I, no, oh, no, just... no, she
2: doesn't. She gets
0: to Verger's house. And at house. Verger's house. Yeah, she's injured. Yeah, in...
2: she uh, yeah. engineers her way to Verger's house, gets injured, and plonks up in the finale. So yeah. things just happen to her. This is it's much more Hannibal's film, which is why I argue you don't need Starling in it. Um, make this a more about Verger, Raleota, and um, Patsy.
0: Now on that, I I agree with two out of three there. Um I would cut I, Ray Liotta. I would cut Ray Liotta in a heartbeat, and not that I don't. I like Ray Liotta a lot. I'd love him. In the but
2: you things. can't lose that brain
0: scene at the end. You can't lose the brain scene. But Krendler is a cartoon character in this. Oh, he is. He is yeah, so he's so one-dimensional. With corn cornpone yeah. country pussy? It's like,
2: yeah, what? he's dumb. He is just dumb as nails. Yeah, what is he anyway? What what was he again?
0: He is Department of Justice um so i can't remember exactly where but he is in a position of authority yeah anyway. he's
2: one of the crooked people yeah oh um, he's brought the offer from to clarice to the fbi hasn't he
0: yes he has
2: he's yeah, kind of um, been the one that's drawn up this agreement
0: yeah and also he's then involved in you know faking to get her suspended which is I I thought that was very poorly handled as well. Like, they they basically set her up to get suspended from her job so that she will be... Well, obviously, so she's off-duty and, you know, whatever, whatever. And it's just like, oh, we found a postcard that you didn't tell anybody about. Okay, why am I now suspended without pay? Like, what is the logic jump there? You
2: can just invent anything, and that should have been resolved within 12 hours. It should have been. Like, you know, handwriting, surely...
1: Yeah.
0: if nothing else and um and also what is it dna any of that nonsense just sorry that yeah. none of that bit worked for me no. um and just have her on duty i mean what's what's the issue with
2: having her on duty yeah. you know as opposed to having, anyway so because you've got to have that bullshit um I've just had to watch license to kill and it's that trope of you a uh, james bond James Bond, license to kill sorry yeah yeah And he has his license revoked, and now he has to go rogue. It's the whole go rogue thing is, for some reason, Hollywood thinks we love that shit. I can't stand it. I don't want my characters to be rogue. I hate it in Star Trek when they work against Starfleet. I'm just like, no, work together, people, because there are consequences. And the problem is, there are never consequences. Ever. Everybody gets their badge back as long as they kill the bad guy. Yeah, like, if you strip Bond's license, is he just a murderer? this is the problem like everybody that he kills in that film it's murder but at the very end of the film he literally gets a phone call that says yeah M's got a job for you can you report in in the morning no he's a serial killer
0: retroactively reactivate
2: my life could you do that which is what they're going to do oh it's infuriating because just don't do it if it there are no stakes if you're going to undermine it at the end of the film don't bother doing it
0: I (sighs) no I'm sorry I'm as guilty as anything Let's go positive for a second. Right. So we did our positive at the start. We talked about yeah. school, which I'll probably end up talking about again. Um and Patsy, Patsy, let's Patsy. Let's 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 talk about Patsy. Right. So again, I just want to get his correct name. I know it's Gian Giancarlo. Giancarlo Giannani. Thank you very very much. Giannini. Uh, also, sorry, Franco Beniti, his assistant. Humana, 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 humana. He's quite pleasant looking. What the dumb one? Oh, he's as dumb as a buck of bag of nails, but uh, he's quite nice to look at. Um, so this is... There's a part of the book that, and this is on me, I'm quite confused by it, which is the case of the Il Mostro, which has been happening in Italy. Now, this comes back in the Hannibal TV series, uh, and Patsy was investigating the Il Mostro case, but he was taken off the case and reassigned to This is the, the high-profile
2: case that Hannibal's a- mocking him for being taken off of.
0: Exactly. Now... I thought Hannibal was Il Mastro. I thought that was going to be the reveal. But now the film suggests that he might be just, but it's more kind of here and there hearsay. Mm. Um, I think the TV series basically says he's Il mostro. Um Whereas the book doesn't give you an answer either way. And it's just, it, for me, it's one of the great mysteries of Hannibal is, wait, he talks about coming out of retirement. When did he come out of retirement? I and mean, I like that. I have to say, I do like that.
2: No, I like that. I mean, if you're talking about that, you've if you're saying you've been told a mystery that you don't understand, I wasn't even told the mystery because I missed all of that. <laughs> I God. that went whoosh straight over my head. It's been years and uh, many years since I've watched the Hannibal TV series. Yeah. Um, and I just assumed this was. A way for us to feel sorry for Patsy. Like he's gonna be this is another reason why he's down on his luck. Like the big case he could have cracked, he can't even do that. He's now on, he's slumming it, looking after this chap that's been murdered. And you're do you know what?
0: You are right. No, you're and and that's and that's how the movie presents him. And I'm okay I'm okay. I like how they set Patsy up because he's up to a point. He's not a bad guy. He's just a desperate
2: guy. He's a desperate man, exactly. And yeah. he's likable. Like he he is trying to provide for his wife, who clearly has expensive taste and has been accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Um, and he's just trying to find a way to to get there. And I don't think he has any love for the job or for being a policeman anymore. You kind of see he's ready to retire, but probably hasn't got enough to retire with.
0: Yeah. I mean, frankly yes and so hey there's a three million uh dollar yeah, yeah. i was trying to think was he dollars or lira oh my god aging the movie yeah, they're I using lira it was like oh my god oh, my, oh god. my god i am a euro user
2: I'm just, oh. this is so confusing england's uh, gonna be back to using lira that's how backwards we are <laughs> hey, have you got any uh, currencies that you don't need anymore we'll take uh, some deutschmarks
0: <laughs> Look, that that'd be grand, that's cool. Any Pesetas, guys,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Um And it's Grant. Now it's his turning point, which again I still because it's the scene in Italy, so I'm still very much on, on board with it, is when he hires Knocko to try and get that thumbprint from <laughs> Lecter. Yes. And I mean Doesn't he, that go sideways? <laughs> it does a bit. He he moves very much from sympathetic down on his look to Oh, this guy is is ruthless. He's gonna do anything he can to yeah. get this money. And that's that's where there's a turn in his character. And also, as soon as he lifts Nako's hand from I think it's the femoral artery, because I think it's yeah. it's one of those things where if you get stabbed there, I hope you have your will in order.
2: Yes. Yeah, unless you can plug that hole immediately. Yeah. yeah. It's a big one.
0: And he's just like, here, let me help you. It's like no, I didn't say help you live.
2: You no, know, let's just relieve some pressure here. Just let let it flow through yeah. you. So, um, yes.
0: And it's a bit like, now, Ridley Scott with his absolutely subtle visual imagery here where he has his hands are covered in blood and he washes them off with the water that's coming out of the boar's mouth.
2: Yeah. Is this a dagger this I, I see like, before me? Oh, Ridley.
0: And yes, I really like it.
2: I still like it, yeah. Yeah. And... Um, and it's the more deranged that Patsy gets because he um, he's kind of follow. He's obviously following Hannibal, and Hannibal's trying to become curator of this really really fancy museum,
0: Doctor Fell, because of course he's called Doctor Fell. Of course. And
2: uh, um, so he's desperately trying to get this thumbprint from him, um, and Hannibal is kind of wise immediately to what's happening and they end up at the opera together and this is my favorite individual second of the film uh, patsy yeah. notices lecter first and just as the like the crescendo comes on the way that anthony hopkins snaps his head around and just stares him in the eye oh it's so good so fucking creepy and he just locks eye contact with him and Patsy's like just not gonna look nope nope don't look at him he'll kill you he will turn you to stone Um, it's so so good only Anthony Hopkins can pull that off
0: I'm just going to uh, make another attempt here Ian I've I've, Mm -hmm. I've committed myself to this now don't worry this one's in English good could he daily feel a stab of hunger for her and find nourishment in the very sight of her I think so but would she see through the bars of his plight an ache for him. Oh,
1: just—it's so good.
0: One of the great crimes, and I'm a directly addressing our friends at Audible, <laughs> is that Anthony Hopkins hasn't done the audiobook oh for man, Hannibal. Oh man,
2: the whole book.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm—I'm okay with them not doing it for Silence because Silence—it's very, very different kind of setup. But yeah. not, I might—I mean, it's literally called Hannibal. Yeah.
2: I mean, anyway. that would be gorgeous. Uh, that That is so menacing. And that's, I think that's the second where Patsy is like, I am in over my head. I am so fucked.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Okie dokie. Here we go. Oh,
1: you know what? Oh. That's the
2: one addition that people might hate that I love is him constantly saying okie dokie. Like, that was an ad lib. Oh, I'm not even surprised. Like uh, It's such an English thing to do. And... It, it's nowhere in silence of the lambs at all but it's so he comes up with this menacing stuff and then just okey dokey <laughs> there's a <laughs> so it's so bad. funny now
0: i personally i might have to watch the film again but apparently there's like a um people say that you know he kind of it te- starts to slip in his accent as the film goes on now i didn't pick up on that myself but because for oh, me 100%. Hannibal Lecter's accent has always been a mix of Welsh and American
2: yeah, but <laughs> no he sounds different to Silence of the Lambs like he is way more intense in Silence of the Lambs in this he's conversational and I kind of get that because it's his retirement like I don't think I think the, the Silence of the Lambs voice is the character doing an affectation as much as it is Anthony Hopkins as well and now that he's in retirement I think he's letting it loose a little bit and he, he slips back into it when he's talking to Clarice
0: And then, and Ian, I'm giving you the floor for this one. When we get into our final scene with Patsy, would you agree that perhaps Hannibal delivers potentially his best line of the film?
2: The single best line of the entire film. I'm giving serious thought to eating your wife. I may have fucked the line up. What was it? I did. Very, very, very serious thought. Very serious thought to eating your wife. And it's because all the way up to that point, he still... Hasn't given the game away. He's just giving a lecture and he's just explaining Patsy's history, family history to him, which this is why I I love how obsessed Lecter becomes with one person. And it's just his name. And you wonder if Patsy was called anything else, like Villeneuve, would would Lecter have had this obsession with him and the the poetry around, well, this is how this guy's going to die, exactly as his forebear did. Um, yeah. And it is it, that line in particular is the the line that gives the game away. And Patsy's like, oh, the jig's up, but it's too late. He's chloroformed and uh, the end is, is, yeah, the writing's on the wall for him. Um, yeah, it's,
0: and that. then I, hats off to everyone in that scene, including I love the way it's shot. Uh, so mm-hmm. fair play, Ridley and the cinematographer, who I must give credit to as well goes to cast list or credit list, um, <laughs> and I I love how all of that's done, and I love you know just that moment of your heart is beating very fast, or well, maybe it's, and again I think Julianne Moore is brilliant in this scene. Um, sorry, cinematography by John Mathiason brilliant, nice. nice. Um, and her first once she realizes she's speaking to Hannibal, her first question is he dead
2: yep because there's no reason you've got his phone so throughout this point the only thing we've seen of Starling is that she's through sniffing the letter that Hannibal sent her she's managed to narrow down roughly what kind of province he's in Mm. and what gives it away is that Patsy has been looking into the FBI database trying to look up as much information on Hannibal as possible which has led Starling to him She's been trying to warn him, goes above his head. The next phone call she makes is too late. Hannibal picks up the phone. Now, I really, really like that because there's Mm. no... That's a pure coincidence. And coincidences happen all the time. That's true. It's not trying to say that Hannibal knew this was going to happen or that Starling knew this was going to happen. This is just two logical paths that converge to make this excellent meeting between these two people. It's It's really, really well done.
0: Is this Clarice? Oh. Why, hello, Clarice.
1: <laughs> oh. And the fact is, he dead? like,
0: you've caught me at a rather, uh, you know, at a rather uncomfortable moment or something. You're just yeah. like, this uncomfortable moment is about to be splayed all over the g- pavement, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Shall we do uh, the bows in or out?
0: Or are you confused? Will allow me to choose for you. Yep. I mean, you're dead either way, but I'm not sure. I think I'd still go with bells in. Thanks very much. Alright, yes, yeah, snap my neck.
2: I don't. Yeah. yeah, please. Thank you. Just on the off chance that that doesn't immediately kill me, I've then got to look yeah. down and pull my intestines back in. A la dog which, soldiers, which were apparently <laughs> some
0: lovely real intestines. Oh, they were lambs' it. intestines. Yeah, they got from the I local totally butcher's. That. Why? And the yeah. fact the feckin', I don't know why, but the mobile hits the ground as well. And for me, that just... I, I, it, I don't know why that little detail, yep. but that really really does it for me as well. So that was really, really positive. Love Yay. Love
2: it, love it, love it. And love now it. we
0: go back to America.
2: We go back to America. So all of the cool cultural stuff is done. We've had mm. the opera. We've had some great score. We've had Patsy being a bit of a knob. Um, interspersed with Mason... Trying to arrange Hannibal's oh, yeah, kidnapping, the- so this is the whole reason that Patsy is there, is because um, Mason has two men outside ready to grab Lecter now that they've found him yeah. um, and bring him back to the pig. place yeah, and and that's fine. I mean, as a
0: um, sorry, as a death sentence, that's cool. It's fine. Mason Verger was never just going to put two in Hannibal's head, like it no, was going to be. Yeah, not, yeah, course
2: yeah. Not. So I don't fine with that. <laughs> the the way that hannibal is caught is a bit ignominious yes so it is he has a fantastic escape from the museum where he destroys um the thug's younger brother or i think it's his yeah. younger brother yeah
0: um carlo i think is the older one and then because uh, there's such a horrible line when they have him and he kind of looks at carlo and goes I bet your younger brother must smell almost as bad as you do by now.
1: Yeah,
2: it's so good. And like you're tied up, Hannibal. You have no hand. You, you have still no cards completely here. Completely in control. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Um I love that because you are rooting for um Michael Myers at this point. You're just like, get out, escape. Please. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely is is Michael Myers at this point. Um he gets out, makes it, and then gets tasered. And I just don't need to see Hannibal Lecter get tasered. I don't
0: buy it. Exactly. Like, I, I just—I don't know. Don't buy that as a. If he had in some way engineered his own capture,
2: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah I'm, but, I'm with you exactly, and that's kind of what I was expecting. But he hasn't, because yeah. um, he was Batmaning his way out of that place. He just vanished, and then he's walking out the front and gets tasered. So that bugs me. But again, it's one of those things where we need. We need the chess pieces to be in a certain position. We need Lecter to be at Verger's place. How do we get him there?
0: Yeah. And that's um now I think I mean there 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 is quite the parallel between there, that and the book there, because he does end up at Verger's place. There is a there's the introduction. Now it, it this I think plays a bigger part in the series, um, and certainly in the Sherlock TV series, the Mind Palace. Right, that I remember yeah. the first time I ever read that. For me, my first experience with the Mind Palace was in the mm-hmm. Hannibal novel, and it's where he goes to kind of shut down. So he can take an awful lot of physical punishment yeah. because consciously he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the in the book they use a like a cattle prod on one of his nipples, and it's described as he crisped his nipple, and oh he just my looks at him. God. You know, and that's the whole thing is he just looks at Carlo during Ugh. this, um, and it adds into the menace and the threat of Hannibal. Now, this is where we get into the kind of the kind of a schlocky slasher almost. All right, so once once we kind of get to Verger's house, for me, it starts to become a bit dull because it kind of slips into schlocky slasher. Um, it's
2: you know, it, it's an satisfying ending to Verger's vendetta. So, which is right. the premise of the whole film?
0: What well, exactly? The film Verger, his face, sorry, is dumb. I get it. Oh, my God. You created these beasts. You get, whatever. You can but,
2: always blame me, Dr. Cordell.
0: That I'm on board with. Yep, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, so, in the novel, Margot Verger, who is Mason's sister, is at nope. least as big a character as Mason is. Nope. right She's not in the film at all. She <laughs> is in the TV series. um, And... In the, in the book, she is a lesbian, she's a bodybuilder, and she's described as she was always a constant disappointment to Verger Elder. So when Verger Elder yeah. died, he wrote in the will that any for any child to inherit the fortune, they had to have his DNA, which meant... It didn't like it didn't matter even if Margot carried the baby, I th- oh, something like that. Right? It just okay. Uh, right. So maybe I I I'm remembering this part. You maybe she couldn't have children. So basically, so what they do is Mason has been keeping her almost prisoner under his thumb by saying that yes, he will donate his sperm to yeah. her attempts to have a child with her partner, but. He'll only do that on his clock and she has to yeah. do a lot of things for him. Um, that all blows up in his face uh, when she... So there is a, a one-second reference to Verger's book fate. So in his bedroom, there is... Uh, I think it's a moray eel just swimming around in a tank. That's it. That's the yeah, camera yeah. pans boy, whatever. That eel is shoved down his throat. Oh my god. In the book. And he both suffocates, but is also like his tongue is eaten and everything. Oh god. But you're cheering for Margot at this point because he is so horrible to her. Yeah,
2: he's such a bastard.
0: And it but it would potentially have been slightly over the top. I mean for the film anyway. And the film well, does you've go got, over you've, the top.
2: Yeah, you have to put in this other character entirely. That's, um right. the only It's the switch for Cordell. Like, I love hearing Hannibal say, you can always tell them I did it. But why Cordell suddenly turns other than I'm not a murderer. He's in on it. He's he's knee deep. He's up to his neck in it. There's no way he gets off scot-free. That's it. So, and obviously,
0: Verger makes a point of saying that. It's like, you are. But then, I suppose in that moment, I I didn't have too much because I didn't really care enough about his character. Yeah, there is that. I just kind of went... Yeah, right. If Verger is the evidence to him being a part of it, oh yeah. dear, Verger's been killed by the very monster he chose to chase.
2: Yeah, it's um, fine. It's just all enough... a little bit... Yeah. yeah. It's all a little bit unsatisfying. If you're going to make your film about Hannibal, then, I don't know, again, I think we should have picked one or the other. Have Clarice or Verger make it about one or the other.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, I like the thematic, his only surviving victim okay, yeah. um, but, and I don't know who's at fault, is it Thomas Harris is at fault for writing the character, is it Mammoth and Zalian, I had to think about that one for a second, for yeah. the way they wrote the character in the film, is it Gary Oban for his performance, it's, is it any of the above, I'm not sure, but oh, I no, do remember. think the performance
2: is fantastic, I just think it's, whereas Silence of the Lambs was so focused, this... This has one, two, three, four different characters that it's focusing on quite heavily. Um, Mm. Patsy, Verger, Starling and Hannibal. It's too much. It's too much. Whereas The Silence of the Lambs was gum and Starling, really. And Hannibal Uh, was a side piece. And still
0: gets that best
2: best actor Oscar. Oh my God, yes. But yes,
0: absolutely. But I suppose... For all of, okay, now that, and for me it was kind of, well, right, okay. Now that that's out of the way, you get your third act then, which is Hannibal and Clarice sitting around a dinner table, which thematically they were always going to sit down around a dinner table. Yeah. And they walk a fine line with Krendler. In this one, because this could be <laughs> ridiculously. No, it over it is the top. ridiculous. Like, it's comedy. Uh,
2: it's I it's fun. It's again this this scene just belongs in another movie. Um I on the surface, I love this. The themes and and Hannibal, you you're right, being at the dinner table with Clarice, feeding a man his own brain. It's seeing rather than seeing Hannibal biting people and slashing people we're now seeing his finesse and his surgeon's hand. And he, when he comes back to America, the first thing he does is break into a hospital. And well, no, he walks into a hospital and he steals a load of surgical gear so that he can do the job properly. And so this is, we've never seen Hannibal cook and prepare a meal and do this side of things. We've just seen him be really brutal. So I, I love that opportunity and that we get to see that. my, Problem, again, surprise, surprise, is Starling. Any agency she did have is gone because she's drugged. And I know you have to drug her or else you're then admitting that Starling is there willingly. I... And either you've got to explain why she's not overpowering him or why she's choosing to be there with him.
0: I agree with you to a point. Now, she is clearly drugged, um, mm-hmm. but I think... What saves Clarice for me in this scene is just that last moment of the sound of the handcuff.
2: No, and I yet yeah, so I don't mean that she's not trying to escape. She absolutely is, but she can't, and it just feels like a really cheap way of doing it. So, if you're going to have this moment between Hannibal and Clarice, I wish it didn't have to be drugged. Then
0: you, well, no, she's she's drugged in the novel, but it's. Done in such a way that it's very surreal. I have to reread the novel. Put it that way, yeah. Um, but it's very. Different. I just feel like
2: there's there's another way to get them at the dinner table together that isn't strong-arming her. There. I think the way the film plays out,
0: this is fine. I just don't like all of the way they played. Well, not because mm-hmm. we've talked about the bits that we did like, but the way they get basically the way they get Hannibal and Clarice in a room together, yeah. Is it doesn't have, I mean, I suppose again, I shouldn't be comparing it to silence because there was always bars between them, there was always a cage. That's all removed now. Um, yeah. And in a way, they've, excuse me, they've reversed the roles. She is now the prisoner.
2: Correct. But, but it's now, he's now less scary for me. He's less intimidating because he is free. Oh, as soon as I've been even though he was described as this in silence, and I suppose when
0: we had the escape scene, it's there as well. Actually, no, when the escape scene is done, it's... Anyway, stop comparing the two films, John. (laughs) Slasher Hannibal is not as scary as earlier Hannibal. And in fairness, it's still Anthony Hopkins. He's still delivering uh, as fabulous a performance as Anthony Hopkins does. But, yeah, yeah, even... I love the Patsy scene. I love it. But I actually... It's funny. I didn't like the way he killed the brother because it's very like he enjoyed it too much and if he's a pure psycho well no he's described it as a psycho i was going to describe a sociopath there a psychopath i think i suppose is different if he's a sociopath he wouldn't enjoy it if he's a psychopath he wouldn't see it as real
1: i
2: think i can't i'm not going to pretend to 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 distinguish yeah. that yeah shaky ground i i, I don't know but for me it was for me it was practical. Like this guy was being very rude because he was trying to kidnap him and Hannibal hates rudeness and he's yeah. in his way, so slashy slashy. Um, he's very like practical. It. Like I haven't got a he hasn't got a he hasn't got time to do some elaborate thing with this guy. He just needs to get out of the way.
0: Yeah. Whereas and then whereas I do like I have to say, I do like the way he speaks to Crendler, even though Crendler's a complete cartoon character in this film. <laughs> the way he's just like now Paul, you're being rude. I hate
2: people. Um, so good oh um, yeah that smells really good Yeah, do you want to try some
0: say hello Agent Starling <laughs> hello Agent Starling apparently funny so uh, medical thing it's like he co- I mean apart from the fact that I don't think Krendler has much of a future ahead of him after this scene but let's <laughs> say a gifted surgeon was there and managed to graft away really the on he still could be absolutely screwed because I mean there's a reason you don't eat brain meat um, no,
2: there's a reason you don't eat human meat? To be completely uh, honest, riddled um, with
0: bacterium and different. Yeah. You know, opening the door, virus. Well. Yeah, I don't think Paul has a bright and happy future ahead of him but No. he. You don't see him die. I mean, you're pretty fuck. You know, you're <laughs> like, oh, don't think he's walking out of there, but you don't no. actually see him die. He just like cannibals just like cleaning up. Just, oh, the the casual just throws the tea towel over his head.
2: Yeah, I'm done with this now. Uh-huh. I'm. This is it. This is the chicken has been. Had all of the meat taken out of it, I'm I'm done with it. Um, yeah. I mean, he'd have been better off with a bottle in front of him than a front all about me.
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. Never, never truer uh, and weirdly more apt a phrase. That worked. Couldn't get by without it. Yeah. Um, and then the film just and... ends. Yeah, that's uh, my problem it's with the, it. the final the final kitchen scene where like Clarice has had enough of this. Now this is disgusting. Um, seeing him get physical with her was really disturbing like that was yeah that was a bit that was really unsettling i didn't but again
0: it it kind of does hannibal lecter have a sex drive and i didn't think that he did and so when he's kissing her and you know would you tell me would you ever say to me clarice if you stop if you loved me hannibal you'd stop and she goes not in a thousand years I don't see that as him testing her the way Dr. Hannibal Lecter tested her. I think this was Hannibal the Manimal was, oh, I am in love with you. And again, although there is shades of that in the novel, it has become this kind of hyper-realism stage of the novel yeah. that that's easier to swallow. Whereas here it's just like, Hannibal, I don't think you've quite read The Room.
2: Yeah, it's always assumed that there's a there's an attraction from Hannibal to Starling, but I don't think it's an attraction that we needed explicitly putting in front of us like that, to be honest. Um, Yeah, yeah. No. I'd have rather it stayed a mystery. I agree. Like when Krendler and Virgin,
0: Virgin? Virger. (laughs) Anyway, them (laughs) when they talk about, you know, does he want to eat her? Does he want to fuck her? You know? yeah. That Probably makes sense both for those characters. Doesn't know which
2: order? <laughs> yeah.
0: For those characters to have that conversation. Yeah, no problem. I mean, is yeah. talking about corncome yes, Corn exactly. country
2: and Verger. Yeah, and that's how you do it.
0: Yeah. But I don't like Hannibal would never say, I love you, nor would he ever look for that to be or at least the way he's been presented. He wouldn't have looked to have that to have been said to him. No. Um and it does this is when it becomes the do you know baby, we've only got one night together, then the cops are going to take me away. And it's like, no, no. no. Um.
2: But I do like that final handcuff ching. It's like, ching. And he's just like, this is so inconvenient. <laughs> 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 this is such I a really burden. Did you have to do yeah. that? Yeah, I really don't have time for this. Undo it, please. Uh. And that there is so much behind that decision to chop his own hand off and not hers that is as again one of my favorite parts of the film because it, it speaks volumes well, Again, I that, guess that it, speaks more than the kiss
0: yes it does yes it does and this is where oh he does feel and this is where again we struggle with is he because if he was a sociopath it's gone straight through her arm yeah um whereas i guess within the boundaries of Psychopathy, as I understand it, as you say, it's a... Uh, we do not have time to cover the the, the no. tenets of psychopathy here. But yes, I can buy the fact that he would maim himself to save her. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, he could have broken her arm, but anyway, it's fine. Um. Now, the very... So, I... So, for her story... You know, she obviously she goes down. I like the thing, the boat's on the thing. He's obviously said it as a decoy, and that's fine. Hands up. Agent Clarice Starling, FBI. I'm fine with that. Apart from the fact it's just like, would have liked slightly more, but then mm. I would have said that of her entire character arc for the film. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, his scene on the plane, uh, I have
1: two problems yeah. with that. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? First of all... This is 2001, so I'm not sure what the security would have been like. So maybe it would be absolutely fine to bring your own food onto a plane. I'm not sure what we're like at that now. But I'm probably talking out of my arse. You probably can do that. You well, just this have to was, declare it.
2: Yeah, this was filmed. This is pre 9/11 anyway. But it, I imagine, for dietary requirements, you could You're insist right. on
0: bringing your own film. You're probably right. No film, listen, food. Surely somebody would be like, you know,
2: surely somebody has to inspect that. Like
1: i know what? it looks like brains what like, it doesn't i mean like it's clearly it's... brains anyway
2: yeah it doesn't look like anything other than brains so that's one thing right yeah that's fine
0: now um and also you have to it for for me to get to something. we have to accept the fact that some time has to have gone by otherwise the one-armed man who's still dripping from the stump just yes. walks up and goes, i'll have a brilliant ticket to
1: anywhere <laughs> are
2: you okay sir um Fine, lost a lot of blood. Oh, that's absolutely right. Do you have an iron? <laughs> um,
1: Harry.
0: So that's what the in. Sorry, take you In the novel, this this is his way to America. In the mm-hmm. novel, yeah, it's at the wrong when point. When we don't it? have the entire world looking for this is this is and going back to your Dark Knight Rises analogy, uh, Bruce Wayne it disappears. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. People in Italy know what Bruce Wayne looks like. He's been all over the news. He has been revealed as sodding Batman. Yes. They know yes. what he looks like. In the same way that Hannibal Lecter and everything he's done, that's going to be all over the news. He's going to be flagged straight away. And he's never still on being... the
2: FBI's top ten. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and sure, he has a different passport. That's grand. Okay, that's grand. Bah! You know, <laughs> Whoa, like, it's you! Everyone working in this, in this uh, airport has seen Silence of the Lamps. They know what he looks like. Um, of course yes however I do like the deliciously little evil yeah, of course you can try some of this little boy that's no problem <laughs> at all
2: you should always try new things
0: and then we just have the the Hans Zimmer piano just playing it out
2: yeah
0: <laughs> good it's good stuff so that was Hannibal very uneven film
2: yeah I like the middle bit I don't like either end yeah other um, than the brain other than the brain, yeah. Brains! I'm going to eat your brains to gain your knowledge.
0: Looking f- looking toward next week where we're going to cover Red Dragon, which is a mm-hmm. prequel,
2: I had forgotten this, Ted Talley returns. Uh, correct, yes. He returns for Red Dragon, yeah. yeah.
0: So, now I haven't seen Red Dragon in Donkeys. I remember it has some, again, fabulous set pieces, so these things do mm-hmm. stick in your memory. So I'm looking forward now to watching it again because, I yeah. again, I'd forgotten he was back. Um... And it's obviously the whole point of making the movie Red Dragon was Hannibal works better in the cage. We might just go back to that one, will we? Yeah, I um, think so. And and it does. And um, but we but we will get to that. And I'm going to listen to the Hans Zimmer
2: soundtrack right now. I think that's a good idea. And I'm just going to go and quote some more Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, stink of the lamp. Uh, now, if you... Is your daddy a coal miner?
0: If you answer my questions satisfactorily, I might be convinced to leave the city without my meal.
2: <laughs>
0: love it. Did you tell... Right. Did you tell... Allegra?
2: <laughs> He's so good. Right. Thank you, everybody. We adore you. Goodbye. We love you all. Bye! Cheerio. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.